2: Hello again, everybody. I'm Roger Hoover. Glad to welcome you back to the Crimson Tide Sports Network. And it's time for Crimson Live. It's presented to you by Alabama One, cred union, a proud partner of Alabama Athletics. And today we're joined by the director of athletics for the University of Alabama, Greg Byrne. And Greg, it's great to see you roll tide. And as I see that poster behind you, I can point to almost every sport that's back there. Point to wins in 2021. Everything's going well to start the new year, Greg.
1: Yeah, we've been been real fortunate, Roger. Actually, I just... uh got a, a new built by Bama poster uh, a few weeks ago. And, uh, this one, this one is, uh, the second one I've had, uh, since been fortunate, so fortunate to come to Alabama. And, uh, I work with Kent Gidley who, who handles all of, all of our photography for us. And I picked out each individual student athlete for all, all 21 of our sports. So, um, it was, uh, it was fun to do that and go watch them compete again, obviously, uh, in the fall and now we're in the winter sports and, a lot of our teams are having success and and uh, you know it, it's yeah, one of one of my sayings I've always uh, believed in and lightheartedly but it's but it's true you know we're all smarter and better looking when we win and uh, <laughs> I need all the help I can get with both those two things so yeah, we're uh, we're certainly pleased with the great efforts that our, our student athletes are putting in across the board and and uh, then at the same time, too, the, the, the hard work that our coaches and staff put in to, to make all this possible this year under very you know, challenging times, but certainly pleased to see where we are.
2: The last time we had this monthly conversation was the week of the SEC championship game in football. Obviously, we saw Alabama defeat Florida and then the great success in the postseason with the wins against Notre Dame and then Ohio State for the national championship. Just from your perspective, what can you tell us about how the college football playoff was executed and planned from behind the scenes and then what you were able to see both in Dallas for the Rose Bowl game, which was unique in its own, and then in Miami?
1: Yeah, obviously playing the Rose Bowl in Dallas was, was unique. I think it's only the second time in its history that it wasn't played in Pasadena. And I've been to the, the game itself in Pasadena many times, and it was unique seeing the the Rose Bowl logos all over AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Uh, but Bill Hancock and his team from the CFP did a, did a great job, as always, in, in, in putting this together, the uh, College Football Playoff Committee and and. Management committee did a wonderful job of, of really it was fluid the entire time as you can imagine, but just as importantly as there, our our coach Saban, and our our football staff, our our kids on our team, uh, continued to to buy into the process uh, as and and move through this. And, and coach talked all the time, whoever handled disruptions the best this season was going to ha- put them in the best pe- possible position for success, and and our, our team did that and uh, we had wonderful support from Greg Sankey in the SEC office and Dr. Bell, our president and our, our university and system, everybody, trustees, all working together to uh, move the thing forward. And uh, it, obviously there was a tremendous amount of satisfaction to be able to play all of our games that we had scheduled. Obviously the LSU game got rescheduled, um, and but to, to play our games that we had on the books to start with and, and then get to the SEC championship and. Then go to the CFP. Uh, you know, I don't. I, winning and having success certainly never gets old by any stretch. But I think in you know years down the road, when we look back at what happened this year, you know, it was great. Kudos to everybody involved to make this all happen, and uh, really, really glad that we were able to move forward and uh, under under the times that we we as a department have tried to say respect the virus, respect one another and move forward as safely as possible. And, and, and that's what we did. And here we sit here today and the virus is still here, but we do see some light out there with the vaccinations taking place. And, and um, you know we're paying attention to what the medical experts say as we start to look at our spring sports and we look to next fall too. Uh, we're certainly not out of the woods, but we're, we're making some progress and, and we certainly hope that can continue.
2: And the Crimson Tide winning the national championship, the 18th in school history, sixth in the Saban era. That's the goal, winning a national championship and a team honor. Uh, but in terms of individual honors, we saw so many individual awards for Crimson Tide players, and especially Devontae Smith winning the Heisman Trophy. Just how special was it to be at a Heisman ceremony on campus at Alabama with two finalists representing the Crimson Tide?
1: Well, first of all, it was very uh, last time you know i was over at the basketball men's basketball game against florida i went and grabbed dr bell i said hey uh let's walk over to the heisman presentation and really it was dr bell myself coach saban just a handful of other people that were in the room and and smitty and mac bull i mean and and naji was a finalist too i mean, he was one of the final five um i think is where he ended up in the vote count I and mean, that's that's unbelievable and we all need to take a step back and say what an ing- incredible accomplishment by those three individuals but by our team to put them in that position and, and to the University of Alabama to to have that type of place that people want to be a part of and so um, it, you know he, he goes and wins the Heisman and Smitty so you know he's just just so even keeled and uh, Josh Maxson in the back of the room said smile Smitty and he put out a big <laughs> smile and it was great to see him. And, you know, and, and his work ethic and his his just um, overall focus and being able to become who he has is a, is remarkable. And it's a, he's a great role model for all of us. I'm usually Roger. I usually get to the office most days by about six thirty in the morning. I I'm, I like the mornings. And the next morning he, he beat me in the office after winning the Heisman Trophy. He was down. Getting treatment in the training room on on you know on his you know bumps and bruises that he would have at that time of the year. How about that? You win the Heisman Trophy and you're back early the next day, putting in work, and uh, that's what made him to be as, as great as he is. And uh, and so I'm I'm excited for his future and and what that means uh, for him personally, uh, his family, and then and then obviously that's wonderful for our program too to to be able to have. I think Desmond Howard was the last one 91, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. or 92, where, where he won the Heisman at the receiver position. I think everybody else since then has pretty much been a quarterback or a running back or when Woodson won it, I think, as a safety, didn't he? Um, yes,
2: in 97. Mm-hmm.
1: 97. So, I mean, just it just it uh, it's really remarkable. And what a great young man and what a great role model for all of us. Really <laughs> proud of him.
2: Absolutely, and we're really not that far removed from Alabama winning the national championship, so I realize this may be a tough question, but just when you look at all the challenges that they had to overcome and then how well they played throughout the year, is this one of the favorite teams you've ever been around in your career?
1: Yeah, you, we have 650 18- to 22-year-olds, right? We have 350 employees, and you try your very best to know as many of them as you can, uh, but it, it's challenging, uh, uh, to to do so, and I and I, I work, you know, I don't mean my my's, and eyes, but I try try to work at that really diligently. Um, but this so been around a lot of teams for a lot of years. The focus of this team, the way that Coach Saban got them to come together to all continue to move forward, and especially in this environment where they they check their individual their individualism at the door in so many ways and came together for the team. And, you know, you talk about, coach talks about it, if the team does great, the individual accolades are gonna come along with that, okay? That's happening. You saw the individual awards and the college football awards this year, where guys are gonna be uh, hopefully, potentially taken in the draft. Uh, the, those signs look really positive. And so, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a wonderful group of young men and to with, with COVID, with the social social unrest in the country Um, everything going on they all came together collectively and worked together and you were unified together and that was really special to see and play just a tiny tiny role in it
2: well and fans right now are really getting behind this Alabama men's basketball team especially leading the SEC they've had a fun starts conference play beating rivals in their gyms coming home to Coleman, having great success as well just what have you seen first of all from the men's basketball team
1: well, they, they brought into the process, too, uh, what, what Nate and his staff have put together in part, as far as what they want from the culture within the program and uh, guys getting in the gym on their own. I was actually over at our women's game yesterday when we, when we played and beat Auburn, which the women are doing really well, too, which is great to see. Um, and during halftime, I actually went to the practice gym and, and shot free throws with the guys a little bit. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, I can still keep up with them. If it's only shooting free throws, I'm okay. If anything else, I'm, gonna, I'm in big trouble. But, um, you know, seeing guys getting extra work afterwards, you know, you can't require them to do that. They have to do that on their own and see that type of work ethic taking place. The senior leadership we have uh, with Herb and with, with JP and um, trying to think, with Alex, uh, guys we got that are providing a lot of leadership. That makes a difference. And, and I want to credit – I mean, Herb just – he he lays it all out there every single game, and he, he can play all five spots and guard all five spots, and and he's just what a truly uh, great experience it is to get to watch him uh, play for our university. JP the way he has stepped up and 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 really has shown a lot of a lot of leadership, and really proud of his efforts. Alex on the same way, but then you see the young guys too, and you know you, you see you see Quinterly come in and and have some you know, making an incredible impact. And each guy's doing their things. I told Alex after the game on Saturday, I said, you really played hard inside. You battled inside and really showed a lot of toughness. That makes a difference. And sometimes, you know, Nate does the heart hat award. And sometimes it's guys that have scored a lot of points in the game that gets it. Other times it's, um, I think Sha- the day, if I'm not mistaken, Shackelford won it, it. He, I think he may have had eight points, mm-hmm. but it was all the other things that you do and, and getting those blue collar points. And that, You know, one of the things I've always said, whether it's, you know, to our staff, to our student athletes, whatever it may be, positive energy and enthusiasm is contagious. Just like a negative attitude, negative energy, that's contagious, too. And we all have our choices of where we want to be with that. We don't expect perfection. We're going to have issues when you're dealing with a lot of people. There's going to be challenges that take place. Right. At the same time, too, how do you respond to those challenges? How do you learn? How do you grow from them? And then, how do you create that positive energy? And I think there's a lot of that going on with a lot of our programs, including our men's basketball program. And certainly, very excited to see, see us continue to make progress. Got a big game on, on Tuesday against Kentucky at home, and need need us every. We need everybody who has tickets, and we know it's limited. And I wish it was more, but it is what it is for this year. Um, we need need to make sure you use your tickets. Get get people there and be loud and be a part of it and then obviously we go to Oklahoma on Saturday for the Big 12 challenge but uh, um, very very excited about what's taking place I wish we could fill up Coleman right now because I know it'd be rocking but the ones that we can have it have tickets to and we're doing this as obviously with with safety in mind um, we need to have everybody there and use their tickets and have it be have it be loud
2: well we're certainly looking forward to that and again we're fully in the midst of winter sports right now and everyone really having success men's women's basketball the gymnastics team swimming and diving track and field tennis the list goes on and on but now you add in a couple of fall sports that we're used to seeing only in the fall soccer and volleyball just what can you tell us about the planning that's coming up for them to resume their seasons coming up soon
1: yeah i just saw a couple of kids from the volleyball team when i was walking back into my office like i go through the weight room to get to my office and and uh uh, I was like, man, we're playing South Carolina this weekend in, in volleyball. And that's different to have that this time of year because, you know, by this time that's in the rearview mirror and you're talking about the next fall. Uh, and same with, uh, with soccer. So the, the kids have been working hard. Our coaches have been uh, doing everything they can to have them be prepared. And now we'll go see, uh, see if we can continue to move forward. The NCAA is planning on uh, championships in the spring for volleyball and soccer. And, uh, you know, both teams have some work to do to get to the postseason, but but uh, hopefully we can have a good spring in the sport and put us in position for that as well.
2: And I know you're excited that we heard the news earlier last week for baseball, the week before for softball. A full schedules for both baseball and softball. A lot of great games coming up here in Tuscaloosa for, again, two programs that look to compete nationally. Baseball ranked top 25. You know softball is going to likely be top 10 heading into the year.
1: Yeah, uh, Murph, the job he's done. I think this is his 25th team or the 25th year of, of Alabama softball. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, I may be wrong, but I think I'm right. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's just we've been so consistent. They're a great group of young women on that team. Uh, we were actually out at uh, uh, at the Rhodes House on, on Saturday going over some of the ticketing plans, and we did the same thing for baseball Saturday. And uh, just a great group of kids and very talented. And, uh, you know, I'm very – optimistic that we can have a have a special season in softball this year and the progress that we've made in baseball uh coach bohannon since he's gotten here you know it, it took over a challenging situation and has made us tremendously you know so much better and and unfortunately we're having to do that in the sec where everybody's good uh and so it's you know i think if, i don't know what exactly it is i think five four or five of the top ten in the country are all in the sec and several of those are in the SEC West so it's you know it's going to be a battle every single game that we have but uh, to be able to go play a full season we're gonna ha- we are going to have a tent uh, people in attendance going to be limited just to get us through this year uh, but I think we're the whether you're going to be at the games or you watch them on on the SEC network uh, you're going to see a lot of good college baseball and softball this year which is wonderful to see and, and Roger that's part of our overall plan right and to be honest' it's part of why I keep this picture right behind me so I see this on a daily basis. We want every single one of our teams. We're Alabama. We're not going to apologize for wanting to be great in what we do. All right. It's this is this is SEC sports. We want to be great at it. We, we want to be. We're going to follow the rules. We're going to make sure we graduate our kids and develop them for the future, uh, both on and off the fields and courts and pools and everything else. Uh, but but uh, but at the same time too. If we can be great in the fall and we can have great success in the winter, we can have great success in the spring, that's incredible visibility for our university, for our community, for our state. Tuscaloosa is a wonderful place. And so whatever we can do in our role as an athletic department with our student athletes to build them for the future and to give them a lot of success, uh, both while they're here and hopefully when they're done as well, uh, that's the big responsibility that we have. We won't be perfect. We'll have kids make bad decisions. We'll have employees make bad decisions. That happens from time to time when you have people involved. At the same time too, what the culture that we have here by all the staff, by all the coaches by all and most importantly by our student athletes we're very fortunate and we're going to do everything we can to have that continue to grow.
2: Greg, as we start to wrap things up, uh, it was nice to see a ribbon cutting last week on campus. We always get excited for those, but especially when it honors someone like Bill Battle and what he's meant to the University of Alabama. What can you tell us about the Bill Battle Athletic Performance Center, and then also the way he is supporting the softball team this year?
1: Yeah, Coach and Mary, they've been awesome. Um, I before coming to Alabama, I knew I knew who Coach Battle was for a long time. And, you know, he started obviously coached and played here coached in Tennessee, played here at Alabama, had a successful coaching career and then got into the private business. And, uh, and then when, when Mal fell ill, coach Moore fell ill, he stepped in and, and served the university once again, but he has been so generous. He and Mary both have. And so we were, we were talking, you know, he, he had a, he had a heck of a battle with COVID. And, uh, and so when, when, after shortly after, uh, coming home from that, um, you know, we got together and talked with he and I and, and Mary and Jay bat from our staff and, and, he uh, said wanted to, to do something else to continue to, to support us even though he's done so much already. And, uh, so we, we had the ribbon cutting and now our weight room is, is named after him. And, uh, and it's, it is, it couldn't be named after, after a better person who means so much to our university. And even before all that happened that last, uh, last spring when we had to, to, postpone or cancel our softball season, all spring sports. Uh, he and I were talking and he said, you know, I'd like to do something to try to help you all through it. I said, I know how much the softball program means to you. What, what do you think about, uh, supporting the scholarships for all of our returning seniors so they can have another year and come back and try to win a championship? He said, I'd love to do that. And he and Mary again, stepped up even before this latest support. So, uh, they're wonderful people. Uh, Regina and I live right right across the street from them, so they see us more than they ever want to. And uh, they, when you think about the University of Alabama, uh, Coach Battle and Mary Bolt are, are two of our true leaders for our university.
2: Very thankful for them, thankful for you as well with all the leadership you're doing right now for this great University of Alabama Athletics Department, and we know some great days are ahead. But, Greg, any final message to the fans before we wrap things up and uh, talk again next month?
1: Yeah, I look forward to talking again. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being patient with us through these times. You know, we, I've heard the the term, you're building the plane as you fly it. That's kind of what this year has been. Um, our, our student athletes, our coaches, our staff, and our fans have all, all worked together to put us in this best possible position to have success. And when you have success, you can't just say, oh, hey, look at this, we're arriving. Uh, we got to keep going and we got to keep building. We got to keep climbing. And we're all going to do it together. And each and every person is important to that. And we appreciate all of you very much. Roll Tide.
2: Roll Tide. Thanks for your time, Digger, Greg. See ya. Thanks, Roger. All right. All right. That was Greg Byrne. Thank you for watching the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane.